0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke, the Duke of Kent. No, my friend Duke! We're in a group chat together! LOL!
2: It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com Progressive Casualty Insurance Company Price and Coverage
0: Match Limited by State Law
2: But there's a tagline that says The depth of love is the distance you extend And I'm like, I honestly have no (laughs) idea what this is going to be
0: Brought to you by RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, EFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Ware.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your Master of Amateur Hour, Mike Gottlieb. And with me, as always, the expert extraordinaire, Andrew Laird. Welcome to another episode, Andrew. And uh, just before you before you start talking, uh, because I know that there's going to be a lot of talk about, um, you know, Jose Mourinho and his dismissal, but we'll get to that and more about what that means in FPL managers later. And we'll also go over our Daily Dose later. But uh, first, though, Andrew... Uh, just a preem- uh, just a preemptive Happy Holidays to you because I'm not sure how many podcasts we'll be doing uh, before the break here. But uh, have you ever participated in a gift exchange? Not
1: really. I mean, every Christmas is a gift exchange. We mean like an office party gift exchange. Yeah, the
2: office one. No, I, mean, I was about to say I'm like if you grew up with Christmas and never did a gift exchange, I think you know that's one of the main benefits of celebrating Christmas, right. isn't it? <laughs> uh,
1: certainly, for a little kid, it is.
2: Yes, for a little kid it is. Yes, not maybe not for the adults who have to stress over the gifts, right?
1: Right, right. Definitely right. much more work now than it used to be. <laughs> but anyway, an office gift exchange—I have not participated in one.
2: So today was my because you know I haven't had really you know a lot of real office jobs until now, but uh, so I inadvertently participated in a gift exchange, and I'll explain why. Uh, so you know it's close to my last day on a current project that I'm working on. So. Uh, I got a gift that I, I really just couldn't use, so I repurposed that gift to put in as part of the gift exchange at, my, uh, at, yeah, at, the, co- at the company I work for. Uh, and what I got back... What was it, the original uh, gift? Uh, the original gift is a portable charger that only works with Android phones, huh. and we are an Apple-only family. I think it's weird that it only works with Android phones for the first place, which is just odd. Anyway, but beyond that,
1: I mean it's particularly strange that somebody would buy that as like a gift. Like is there an it, expectation that like everybody has Android phones I, from that person?
2: It, it was it was the thought that counts. I only did three weeks of work, so I got three weeks worth of a present. <laughs> so
1: I would argue there wasn't much thought into that.
2: <laughs> Whatever.
1: It's like if <laughs> like a register at Rite aid.
2: It's neither, it's neither yeah, it was an impulse it was obviously an impulse aisle purchase. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, yeah. So I get this gift in the gift exchange. I open the initial packaging and then there's another box. It's from a company I've never heard of. I don't want to mention the company. Um, but there's a tagline that says, "The depth of love is the distance you extend." And I'm like, "I honestly have no <laughs> idea what this gift is going to be." I open the I open the little, you know, piece of cardboard and I start sliding this this thing out and it's like a really like soft felt and then there's this pink silicone cylindrical looking thing. This is- <laughs> oh boy. And I'm like, I'm like, um, I-, I just start opening I'm Like, guys. I may have gone way off base with the gift that I put in the gift exchange because I don't know <laughs> what this is yet. Anyway, I keep opening and then eventually I see, oh, it's a selfie stick. Mm. <laughs> so I have a pink silicone selfie stick as my my uh, you know i traded in a, a a cell phone charger i can't use to a pink selfie stick which i can't bring to any sporting event because they'll take it away from you right that's
1: so, why you wouldn't bring you wouldn't use it
2: so i guess you know, it's just it, you never know what you're going to get in a gift exchange. And I hope that everyone has a less awkward experience with the employees that they mostly met for the first time that evening because I'm <laughs> new to this company. So I hope everyone has a much less awkward exchange for their office exchange gifts. And if you have any better stories than that one, by all means, please tweet it in to at Sports and at Andrew, respectively, for myself and Andrew. Uh, we'd love to hear about your awkward gift exchanges now. Speaking of awkward, it's in terms of exchanges, uh, Chelsea have sacked Jose Mourinho. He is no longer the manager at Chelsea news breaking this morning. And then immediately uh, I loved how Andrew broke the news that I am officially available to be the Chelsea manager, to which I then tagged a friend of mine who is also a Chelsea fan and teaches uh, and, and actually coaches the soccer team at the school at which my wife works. And uh, I said, you know, hey, would you like to be on the, would you like to be on the, on the staff of my, of my coaching staff when I take over as manager of Chelsea? And then he instantly responded with, uh, "I'm available to be Stamford the Lion as a mascot. (laughs) Other than that, no, thank you." (laughs) So fair enough. You know, there are applicants for all sorts of positions out there. But my first order of business, if I were the Chelsea manager, like I tweeted earlier today would be to move Bronislav Ivanovic back to center back, play three at the back, and just attack, 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 attack. Your thoughts. Who are your three? Uh, I would probably... It would be Z- Zuma, Ivanovic, and then a, you know, a rotation there with uh, Chelsea... Uh, with, with Chelsea with Terry and with Cahill. Okay. Kind of going in and out. And Papaji Loboji. Oh. I think he's pretty good. Okay.
1: But, you know. And then you put as Piliqueta and Rockman as wingbacks or
2: only if I needed to play defense <laughs> I or inclined to put guys like Willie on out there or Ramirez if he's willing to kick out wide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, that th- that's who I'd rather have. Who you know, or Kennedy would be good.
1: Yeah. Who takes over?
2: It's a great question. Uh, the front runners right now, I mean, I think there's talks of goose Hiddick. There's, um, uh, yeah, the, the former Real Madrid coach, um, but uh, I, I, I forgot what his name was, but you know, there are all sorts of names out there that you hear, but, you know, I honestly have no idea. Uh, I think for once, Abramovich has been the patient, deci- uh, you know, measured decision maker, which is very, very weird to say.
1: Why do you think he got fired now? You think Abramovich just decided they weren't going to get any better?
2: Well, when your coach throws all the players under the bus and then says that there's no chance for top four you're in trouble okay when you spend as much money as Chelsea do on players
1: yeah I I would accept that if it was anybody but Mourinho
2: but here's the thing do you really feel that no players went into somebody's office after that last press conference I don't know I'm Uh, sure somebody
1: was a little upset but
2: you have to think that the players were you know were fed up at a certain point yeah you know, i'm not going to claim to have any inside information this is not really a hot take you know what i mean it's just you know it's just you know the, it's the reaction of many is what i'm gonna say i think the players have finally had enough i think enough players had gone into uh you know the executive offices and just said you know i am I'm, I'm done i'm going to request a transfer in january if he's not gone yeah so okay uh, i just think a combination of factors led to it And I think you told me earlier today that he waived, uh, Jose Mourinho waived his 50 million million pound, or not million. It
1: was euros, yeah.
2: 50 million euro early termination fee?
1: Yeah, um, I'm not sure. That's what I read, Um, but we read a lot of things. Yeah. So, But apparently there was some sort of, yeah, early termination clause that was supposed to pay him 50 million euros, and he waived it. Um, There has to be more to it than that.
2: Yeah. And I think what I told you earlier is you know, I'm joking when I said it, but when I, when I start thinking about it, there's really the only reason why you wouldn't accept some, some kind of financial benefit is if you feel that they're going to come after you about something else.
1: My Yeah. My guess is that he still gets paid out for his contract, which is, I, 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 w- I would have expected the 50 million to be on top of what they own just based on the extension he signed six months ago, if it was even that long ago. But my other thought was maybe there was something, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't want to call it a non-compete, but basically a non-compete if you're going to get that much money. Yeah, then he, he can't wants coach to, for anybody else. Right. And so he wants to keep coaching. So he, you know, obviously has to waive that in order to do it. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm not privy to those talks.
2: There, 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 this, there could be an unprecedented situation where he succeeds the same manager two times in a row <laughs> at different clubs. Because he may just go right back to Real Madrid to replace uh, Rafa Benitez.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. I don't think he goes there though. I'm uh, not. Sure. The problem is I don't know where he goes.
2: I think the best thing for him to do would be to take the rest of the year off.
1: Yeah, but at some, I mean, he's where does he go though? He's got to go somewhere at some point.
2: I'm sure, PSG will be looking for. America. I was gonna.
1: That was the only club. I, that's the only club that's left for him. And I say that only because I think Carlo Ancelotti is going to go to Bayern at, when Pep moves to Man City. But.
2: That's quite the coaching carousel.
1: Yeah. Well, we had it last year or two years ago yeah. when Ancelotti left PSG to go to Real Madrid. When they basically switched managers.
2: <laughs> yeah. But let's, um, you know what? Uh, let's get right into the games. Uh, yeah. I, I, and let's stick with Chelsea here. Yeah, it's, please. It's a natural segue here for FPL purposes. What I mean, what do you think the new Chelsea looks like? Or even is it going to be a new Chelsea?
1: I was going to say that. I don't think I don't think there's going to be a new Chelsea. I think. Any players that we would have targeted before, we would target now, which weren't that many uh, to begin with. So I don't think anything drastically changes until we really know who's going to take over. We kind of had this same situation last week with Swansea when Gary Monk was canned, and we kind of said until they find somebody to, to kind of instill a new philosophy, we don't really know how they're going to play. And so I'm choosing just to to kind of let them be as they were mostly because, you know, the the talent on Chelsea is good enough that I feel like they'll be able to at least still produce guys like Willian. And with the matchup this week against Sunderland, I wouldn't stay away from guys like Thibaut Courtois, although he's pretty expensive in most games just because he's Thibaut Courtois. But I don't think it changes anything for the short term, and I, I, I kind of look at it as that nothing really changes until we know who's in charge.
0: For me... <sighs>
2: I, if it's Steve Holland, you know, the first team coach, who's going to take over for the weekend, I have no idea who it's going to be yet. Because I think that the, you know, I, I read on Talk Sport. I think that they're going to announce at some point, you know, tonight or tomorrow Eastern Time, you know, that they're going to actually announce who's taking over. And to me, that's kind of irresponsible. You should probably announce that like immediately after you fire somebody, right? <laughs> uh, you know, think just think that you may have planned ahead a little bit, but. Um, I guess that's not how it goes sometimes when you, when you fire managers i it's just not the way I would run my business but I mean I just,
1: Holland's really the only internal candidate right
2: he, uh, he, he's the only one who can do it' You're right it has to be
1: so otherwise they've actually lined somebody else up for a full-time job you don't bring in I feel like you don't bring in an outsider on an interim basis uh
2: you could you really could
1: you could I don't think Chelsea does.
2: They have before, oh, and they won a cha- and they fair. won they won well, a yeah. Champions League title with them. Yeah, that's true. So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah,
1: maybe that's it's, exactly it's, what they do then.
2: It, well, that's why I am saying maybe, maybe Roberto Di Matteo comes back, but you know it's it's weird. It's a weird situation. Uh, I think it's good in the fact that they did it at the right time. And the reason why I say that is because you want to get somebody in with a you know at least a weekend so that they can get ready for the holiday period but really what Chelsea needs to prepare for what could save their season obviously is Champions League which is the longest of long shots at this point especially with their first round draw of PSG which is just a terrible terrible draw that's the that's one of the last teams that they that they they wanted to play it's one of the few teams that they would be you know not favored against in the in the round of 16 so
1: yeah, I'd say there are probably three teams you didn't want to play and that was definitely one of them.
2: That was uh, that was number 1 to me.
1: Ahead of Bayern or Barcelona.
2: They couldn't play either one of those two. As a f- cuz they won the group. Oh, cuz
1: they won the group. That's right. That's right.
2: The two t- I mean the teams that they didn't want to play were Juve, uh PSG, well they couldn't play Arsenal cuz they're right. from the same Juve country. You they really got oof. That's tough. Well, place. Arsenal got, Ar- Ars- Ar- Arsenal Juve and PSG got screwed. Yeah, I mean, they were in really hard groups. They finished second. Yep, and they, they and they got matched up against the big boys.
1: Yeah, Juve had a shot at winning that group.
2: Yeah, actually, PSG lucked out in comparison. To be fair.
1: Yes, I agree
2: because they got Chelsea. But
1: yeah, I mean, they were worse group winners. But,
2: but play, like, but, but. but like the low, but the low number twos got the low number ones. Right, right, it's, exactly, yeah, exactly. It really, you know. Anyway. Back to fantasy. We're we're off the rails a little bit Uh, for me, Chelsea. They need to get back to the scoring basics, which to me, instead of this slow passing around the 18 yard box, just whip in crosses and just see what happens. Yeah, play the a little bit. You have to play the uh, the big Sam style, but with a little more skill.
1: Coincidentally, their opponent. (laughs) <laughs> My favorite was that
2: Not the best in the business for nothing So let's get to the Big Sam side of yeah, this
1: Yeah, Big Sam apparently was was in the middle of an interview When the news broke And they were like so what do you think about Jose Mourinho getting canned And he was like excuse me Like that's how we found out like on camera in his press conference So
2: I, I'm sure that changed
1: he was surprised in his
2: preparation yeah. Of eating pies And drinking beer Right <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I think Sunderland. It's going to be still going to be a very tough game for Sunderland. But,
1: yeah, and he's at at Stamford Bridge, no less. So.
2: Well, yeah, but what mood is Stamford Bridge going to be in? I mean, you have to you have to remember these were fans at Stamford Bridge that were cheering for Jose Mourinho even yeah. loudly on the road. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, what's the mood going to be like at Stamford Bridge? I honestly have no idea. You it's. Got me. It's going to be a very surreal experience to watch that game on saturday i for one i'm going to relish in all the awkwardness it's gonna be great <laughs> but it's it's certainly something that you don't see every day yes the way that i'd put it but you know you think that you should just trust the same people i i'm gonna be a little more reserved okay. i i'd say willion and that's it okay no one further even if hazard starts not trusting him not for the price at least Yeah, I I wouldn't. Uh, You know, even in season long leagues, you know, depending what your other options are, obviously, but it's it's one of those things where let's say if you had in a season long league, if you had Junior Stanislaus, your last slot was Junior Stanislaus or and Hazard.
1: I I wouldn't I wouldn't play
2: Hazard. No way. That's my point. Yeah. You know, you would say if it was Junior Stanislaus or Willian, you'd still you'd have to struggle with that more. Right. Yes, I mean, you may still pick Stanislaus, But my point is that William is the highest of uh, of the Chelsea players, and yeah. I don't even think it's that close.
1: I agree.
2: Okay. And on Sunderland, uh, you were tempted when we were talking about potential teams for our DraftKings lineups with Fabio Verini. Uh, should we wait until the <laughs> Should we wait till the end here or no? I didn't pick him. Okay.
1: So we can talk about it now. But I was very tempted. It's mostly that. Uh, he really hasn't been that great yeah i mean it's a classic gpp play like you're gonna you could get close to nothing from him and if they you know it, it all depends if he lines up with jermaine defoe or stephen fletcher or they throw out all three of them like i, I i'd like to i'd like to see what the situation is but i'd consider him
2: yeah consider and him. I, I mean to me I think intriguing prospects, uh, you know, that most people, will, I, mean, I think some people would pick, but like Patrick van Aanholt to me is someone who has a lot of potential in this game, because where you beat Chelsea is on those wings, he's on the wings. Yeah. Especially yep. because he plays on the left and who plays right back
1: <laughs> your boy.
2: Exactly. Who knows? Maybe that'll change. Uh, who knows? Uh, maybe someone has seen what everyone else has seen and they'll take Ivanovic out.
1: I was going to say, I think that's the alternative. I don't think there's a possibility. He goes to center back.
2: Yeah. A- and you know, we'll see who's in our lineups because you know, there are some other names in this game that, you know, may or may not be good plays. And we'll just see if we, if we don't mention them later, uh, I'll bring them up and ask them how close you were to taking them. Yep. But we got to get to the other matchups here. So uh, let's go to Burnmouth. We talked about junior Stanislaus a little bit. So let's go to Burnmouth uh, who are traveling to the Hawthorns to take on West Brom. Uh, two teams who play two totally different styles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, this is a classic game where this is this is one where West Brom tend to tend to shine actually. They tend to get their 1-0 here because they're playing against a lower level team who are just going to come at them and they're pretty the, the Tony Pulis sides are pretty ex- expertly trained at countering and playing defense.
1: Yeah, and the I mean, Burnmouth are certainly op- you know, they they've given up plenty of goals this season. So, yeah, Just the as possi- yeah, the possibility of scoring off the counter is certainly there, but I'm not—I haven't been overly impressed by the West Brom defense this season, so I actually wouldn't be any more hesitant playing the Burnmouth guys that I would normally play.
2: Yeah, I was telling you this. I was telling you this earlier this week. Last three games for Burnmouth were at Everton, at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, at Stanford mm-hmm. Bridge, and then home to Manchester United. United yeah. Seven points yeah. out of nine in yeah. those games. Unbelievable stuff here in terms of form. I'd like uh, to... they, they've gotten out of the relegation zone. They're above Chelsea, <laughs> but I that's not say saying anything.
1: I uh, would um like to say that I very seriously considered suspending you for a week from the weekly rankings for not including Dan Gosling this week.
2: I tried to, but there was a forward that I put down that was actually considered a midfielder, and that bumped him out of the last slot. Yeah. He's, he's officially t- number 21.
1: Yeah, I, I'm disappointed <laughs> i disappointed in Dan, you.
2: I even put Dan Gosling with an exclamation point in the rankings.
1: Yeah, I'm disappointed with you that he couldn't fit in front of somebody else.
2: Who? Christian Erickson, who I had second or third to last?
1: <laughs> Eriksen's last now, yeah. <laughs> Jordan right. Shakiri or Dele oh, Ali?
2: Yeah, yeah. Why? No, absolutely not. Come on. <laughs> I, not, I don't
1: see those guys boiling at all, Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, when they start running it, they look like a lobster that's been boiling for a little bit. I'll tell you that much. All right, but uh, you know, West Brom side. You know, is this like a? You know, would you have trust in Solomon Rondon or like a? You know uh, 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 Anybody I mean, There's really nobody else From a fantasy perspective But uh, I would the occasional Morrison goal I was going to
1: say You you may be able to get Something out of uh, James McLean. He'd been taking Sending in a lot of Crosses recently He had three straight Double digit um, Fantasy point days So I, I think he's a, a Possibility at least And Rondon Is a Classic High upside Very low floor Potential So you know, if you're willing to to play that game, go nuts. But uh, you know, he puts up a lot of single-digit scores. Which goalie
2: would you take first, Myhill or Boric?
1: Um, I would. Pr- I debated both of them, and I was closer to taking Boric, to be honest. Hmm. Less, I mean, less oh, sorry because about of. Boric. Uh, yeah, 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 it is sorry. Boric. Yeah, it, 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 it is back. Is. It, it less because of their defensive capabilities, which have been lacking. Or for most of the season, although, you know, this run that they're on is pretty good, but more that I just don't love the West Brom attacking options.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Overall, what do you think the score is going to be here?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it was one, nothing Burnmouth.
2: Anything more than two?
1: More than two, no. Two
2: at the max?
1: If there's two goals and so, it, so, so... so
2: not a ton of offense, you think?
1: No. and it... But if there are two goals, I think they both go to to burnmouth. So oh, so
2: that that actually means to me that you're swinging way in the way of Borch than in mile.
1: Uh well I'm saying if I think there's going to be one goal, but if there is two, I don't think west brom score. I don't I I've, have difficulty I mean the, the two goals that they scored last week. They really scored three of them, but only two of them counted, but like that's those were issues based off of, you know. They they're unreliable goals. I think yeah. was it both center backs? Or no, Dawson scored. Like Dawson and, Ol- and Olsen, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, like if that's where you're getting your offense from, I'm going to pass.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not and not like the passing that you would do on a on a sauna pitch. Correct. Not that. Okay. All right, let's get to another equally low-scoring game. It's going to be Stoke City at the Britannia against uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, I don't anticipate many goals at all, if any.
1: Yeah, I have a really tough time with this one because we've got plenty of players who put up fantasy points at least in the Crystal Palace side, but Stoke have been so good defensively and I just don't see them breaking through with enough to make it to make it worth it and I've kind of tried to stay away from the Stoke side. I mean, these are two like very good defensive teams. Yeah. And while Crystal Palace is, you know, has plenty of players that can put up good point, good scores. Yeah. But I think ultimately defense wins out. I feel I feel like this Stoke.
2: game either has like zero goals or four goals and nothing in between.
1: I would say it was four if it was not at Stoke.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of wind and bad it's weather. like
1: Stoke on December 19th.
2: Ugh. Right. Ugh. <laughs> right. Gross. It's like Penn Station at any time of day. Ugh. Just I absolutely just, gross.
1: Yeah. I just, I struggle to, to see, uh, a great game in this one.
2: Yeah. Need neither. All right. So, another game that's probably not going to be great and I probably extraordinarily unwatchable. Manchester United at home against Norwich City. Yes. I feel this game is completely unwatchable. Yeah. I also for the uniforms just gross.
1: <laughs> I think Wayne Rooney's still out, although there I guess there's a possibility he could play. I have to they haven't had their Friday press conference by the time we're doing this, but Not that he's any sort of savior for them. The possibility of United playing like a back three of um, Patty McNair, Daily Blind, and I don't even, Phil Jones, makes me think that Norwich might, like attacking Norwich options might be under consideration. But But even you say who are you going to take
2: you you even say that questioning yourself. Well, I actually inflections like maybe take.
1: Norwich. Well, it's funny is that I have the same thought for the United side that it's like, all right, well, United is weak defensively. Like, let's just say that, like if they if I believe that they're weak defensively, which Norwich options do I look to? And you kind of would think of Nathan Redmond, even though he probably won't start now that you're depending on it. You could try to go with the Lewis Grabin, Cameron Jerome, Bocani, try you know one of those guys, but like you're not going to really be comfortable there. Wes Houlihan, I guess you could consider. So it's like you, there's no word to like focus on. You're not going to like stack them. There, at, there's nothing
2: predictable or repeatable about either of these teams right now. R-
1: right, and so right, and that was my point. Like you're going to do that same thing with United. Like you're going to pay up for Juan Mata and get nothing. Martial can be so hit or miss Memphis Depay is probably not going to start. Good luck getting anything out of Fellaini. Like where, where the points come from?
2: Here? I, I think the only, if you're if you're hunting for goals, I think Fellaini is the first place you go, <sighs> but no, it, it's, it's nothing great. Yeah. It's nothing great. You know, you know what, I'll put it this way. What would you rather watch your kids trying to complete the Beethoven Google doodle today <laughs> or this game?
1: Yeah. I'll, I'm not, I'm not going to watch this game.
2: Like I said, you'd rather watch your kids try to do the yeah. Beethoven Google. It's also
1: supposed to rain, according to DraftKings' little icon here.
2: Because, you know, the weather on DraftKings is just always 100% accurate. <laughs> That's my single source for English weather. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get to the okay, good news. Well, well,
1: you think it's a shutout?
2: I think it's... I.
1: Because if you do...
2: You can take either goalkeeper. Yes, right. I understand. Like John uh, John, Rudd, that, no, it's... John, Ruddy or Declan Rudd, right. whoever think, starts.
1: <laughs> that's my favorite combo in the Premier League. Yeah, I think it's going to be Rudd, Declan. Yeah. But we'll see.
2: <laughs> the one who comes fir- uh, first alphabetically.
1: I had him. He was my first pick in my DraftKings lineup until I changed it.
2: Sounds like he was a really solid first pick. All right. Uh <laughs> Anyway, let's get to the entertaining games well on the done. ten o'clock slate. Southampton are at home at St. Mary's against Tottenham. Tottenham, the team you're really we're starting to get behind. Good offense. Harry Kane scoring again. Good defense. One of the top, uh, one of the top teams in the league in terms of goals against. Going against Newcastle, lose. Yeah. Two-
1: <laughs> at home.
2: At home. It's the most Spursy thing a Spurs totally. thing Spurs does. Totally. So. Again, we said this in the midweek pod. Uh, you know, you thought this was just, you know, one bad game. Do you feel that it was kind of like a trap game in anticipation for a big one against Southampton, especially coming after a Europa game?
1: I think that's an that's a good uh, description, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. So, I I do you think you think they're going to play better here? Uh, Do you think that, you know, this is a game where you can comfortably start any of the options? Or are you just staying away from this one on either side because both teams match up well against each other?
1: I feel like every time we think Southampton is going to like that Southampton's involved in a game where we're like, there should be goals in this one. There aren't.
2: Yeah. Well, remember, Southampton have recently switched formations. They had last game. I think they went to three, five, two, putting Mane with. Uh, Pele up front.
1: Well, no, Pele didn't start. It was, uh, Mane oh, and Shawnee. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I think Pele is going to be back though. Cause yeah, Mane and Shana. And <laughs> um, I think Pele is going to be back because his, I think it was his knee. That was an issue. can't remember if he was the knee or if it was Stecklenburg. One, I didn't need one. By the
2: way, Graziano Pele, the newest member of the Chelsea, uh, striker rumor mill. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I agree. Also dumb.
1: Yeah. Um, he so I think he'll be back and they'll just they'll return to having him front the line. But, yeah, I just I don't feel like there's enough that comes from them in these big games that I think Harry Kane would be my top pick in this one.
2: I I stayed away from this game altogether. So did I. Yeah, I think from an FPL perspective, especially from a weekly perspective, you're not going to want to take anybody. And from a season long perspective, you're starting your studs anyway.
1: Exactly, but you would you wouldn't be surprised at this game either way if it was like, you know, three two or zero zero.
2: Wouldn't be stunning,
1: right? And so but, it's like I don't.
2: Well, I think this game will be extraordinarily watchable. Okay, I think this is going to be an entertaining game, even if there are no goals scored. This could be a very entertaining nil nil. Yeah, that's a fair think, point. But I think the best game of the watching of the game this weekend uh, in terms of the Saturday, 10 o'clock is Everton at Goodison against Leicester. No doubt. Uh, I, and I don't think it's yeah, It's not close. And there are, there are studs to be had offensively on both teams. Yes. Uh, so Lukaku, Vardy, Mahrez, you got to look at Jared De the way he's been playing recently mm-hmm. sparkly. Then when you get to the back lines, Christian Fuchs has been playing out of his mind. Leighton Baines is returning and getting more fit. Seamus Coleman, it's just there. There are great players across the board. Mark yeah, Albright think, Didn't even mention Albrighton.
1: Yeah, I think there are going to be a lot of lineups built out of around this game.
2: Yeah, uh, I think th- uh, if you can afford it.
1: Yeah, that's true. A lot of them are expensive.
2: Yeah, if did you, you say can, Ross Barkley, I did. Oh, Okay, but you I actually, you know what? I actually think Dele Lefeu is more valuable than Barkley, considering the pricing you'll probably have to pay for them.
1: Yeah, Barkley is. Barkley still has a fairly. Um, limited floor. I feel like if I'm looking at this, this can't possibly be right that they're showing. Oh yeah, he did have zero points last week. Yeah, seventy-six minutes, zero points.
2: Not good. He doesn't cross. There are eight
1: positive categories. Maybe it's seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight positive categories. He got zero on all of them. Yeah, that is astonishing for a player of his of his capabilities. In 76 minutes.
2: I agree. But he's also a physical player, so he'll tend to get yellow cards.
1: I finally realized that I was equating yellow cards, or I should have always equated yellow cards to technical fouls in the NBA and how nobody plays fantasy basketball where technical fouls are negative points because that's stupid. And yet we play with yellow cards knocking points off people.
2: Especially because they're so subjective.
1: It's, it, it drives me nuts. What do you feel
2: about red cards, though?
1: Even worse. Because you're already punished by them not playing the rest of the game.
2: A 90th, oh, I guess. Whatever. With
1: the 90th minute, who cares? The no. game's over.
2: We, we've had, We, had. If you would like to hear more about this argument, you can listen to about eight other different Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcasts. We don't need to rehash it here. What's the score uh, of this
1: one? Lester Everton.
2: 2-2. Uh, two, two. Oh i thinking 2-2.
1: I thought maybe you take a winner out of this one. No.
2: I think this has draw all the way. Okay. Especially because it's at Everton. If yeah. it was at KP, maybe, but I'm thinking a good a good solid point for Leicester here.
1: Are you thinking Vardy, Mahrez, and a brace from Lukaku? No, I'm You probably just, think Kone is getting involved somehow. I'm thinking Kone
2: is getting involved, <laughs> and I'm thinking just like, uh, you know, just, you know— uh, I, I Maybe you think it's just, maybe
1: a, a penalty late in goes to take it, and then Tom cleverly does. <laughs>
2: that would be hilarious, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. I remember when Morales came on late in the game last week. I was thinking to myself, "Oh, please be a, let there be a penalty. <laughs> please let there be a penalty." Do no, you I. think he gets sold in January? Who Morales? If someone wants him, yeah, yeah. I think they love, love to sell him. I think
1: somebody would want him.
2: I, you know not you know in
1: England, I, but you know, somebody what I, would
2: want hearing him. in the rumor mill that. Uh, Teams in Turkey want John Obi Mikel. <laughs> Music to my ears. You can have him.
1: That'll be right after Wayne Rooney goes to China.
2: No, 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 no. Right before. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. One will spurn the other. Oh, China there you go. Be like, oh, we got to get in on this deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, but uh, from the Everton-Leicester game, obviously, uh, would you consider taking
0: defensive options
2: from either team here? There's a lot of big names.
1: I would on DraftKings because I think clean sheets don't mean anything anymore. And so, yes, I would. In FPL, I wouldn't. touch. No way. Okay. No way.
2: Gotcha. All right. So let's get to the last game of Saturday, which is Newcastle at home to Aston Villa. The resurgent Newcastle. It's two straight <laughs> game, Two straight wins. First time this season. Uh, Aston Villa. Oh my goodness. They look like they. One of the only teams to look worse than Chelsea. Yep. Um, I I, I think I think a lot of lineups can be built around this game.
1: Yeah. The. The difficulty with Newcastle is when we talked about it on Tuesday, they have four forwards that can do stuff and Yeah,
2: but I'm not thinking I'm not thinking about those. So
1: you're I'm, just going Winaldum and Jan Mott?
2: Bingo. Yeah. When, all them Jan Mott, and Rob Elliott. Yeah. I think those are the three big names that people are gonna center around.
1: Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Maybe dumb it. Mm-hmm. Yep
2: feeling saucy and you want to get real cheap on on pricing.
1: I've had Jan on my FPL team pretty much all season, and he'll obviously
2: be locked in. He's been great? Yeah. Considering. it has been great considering how bad Newcastle has been defensively. And, uh, once again, we've been saying this for weeks, zero Villa players. Zero. Uh, Would uh, would you consider Alan Hutton? No, no, no.
1: No. 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 No.
2: Actually, didn't he take... uh, Did he get a... uh, Is he suspended for this game?
1: Um... I don't know.
2: I, I think I th- uh, I'm not positive.
1: Actually, you know what? The one player I would consider is Leandro Bakuna. And the only reason I say that is because he came within like six inches of scoring against Arsenal. And I thought to myself, if they can get him going, there might be something there.
2: We've kind like of it. talked
1: a lot this season about asking why he wasn't playing. Yeah. Uh, I... And yeah. he's basically playing at left back now. And I wouldn't say he's worthless like most of the guys on that team for fantasy purposes.
2: He's a one-eyed man in the land of the blind. You know, well, it's, Someone's uh, got to lead them. Watford are at home against Liverpool and on Sunday here. So if you take in the Sunday-Monday slate, uh, this game actually is going to be extraordinarily fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Watford's dream season continues and. It's, it sounds like uh, the days of Simo Minulais starting in goal for Liverpool are very limited. After a very bizarre ending last week, where <laughs> Jurgen Klopp uh, decides to not shake the hand of Tony Pulis, but then d- demand that his players show sportsmanship <laughs> and go out to the crowd yes. and thank them for showing up. Uh, just very awkward situation to watch on television. But um, you know, Watford, of course, you have the the dynamic duo of Troy Deeney and. And Odiani Gallo, but uh, can you trust them against this Liverpool defense? Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I don't think there's a defense.
2: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase. Not can you. Would you yes. start either one of those two on a Sunday-Monday slate?
1: Wouldn't even think twice about it.
2: Okay. Would you start Alberto Moreno knowing that those two are attacking Liverpool?
1: I I would on DraftKings because who cares about the clean sheet?
2: Okay. All right. Jordan Henderson. Looking, still looking pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'd start him too.
2: All right then. Anyone else that you want to bring up from this game?
1: I think you can start Coutinho. I, I uh, not for the price. Mm, I, I haven't seen the price. I haven't looked at the Sunday Monday, but uh, I would definitely take Henderson over Coutinho.
2: Yeah, and I think Henderson's gonna be less money.
1: And yeah, uh, that won't last forever, though. No, it will not. But while it but does, yes, while it does, uh, I would. Lalana feels like a bit of a dart throw, as does Milner. And I would stay away from Ben Teke
0: Yeah. Yeah. As
1: much as that pains me to say.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the one where I actually have a very strong feeling. Okay. And that is Swansea, the managerless Swansea at home against West Ham. Yes. Now, do you feel that Swansea are as rudderless as I do? Yes. And they had I, a
1: nice performance last week though. That Gomes go off the off the bench was impressive.
2: About time. It is about time. <laughs> However, the number 1 player for me fantasy-wise in this game is Andy Carroll. <laughs> would you like to know why? I would love to. Over the past 3 seasons, Andy Carroll has 4 goals and 3 assists in 4 appearances against Swansea. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. They don't know how to handle him and he's just a unique talent. You have to admit.
1: Um he's definitely unique. I'll give you that.
2: I'm not saying he's good or bad. I, I'm just saying he's unique.
1: Yeah, I prefer Zarate.
2: No. Not a chance. Not for me this week. Okay. Uh, Andy Carroll number 1.
1: You really put that I much number two. You yes. put that much into yes. previous results against teams?
2: When you have a unique talent whose skill set does not change,
1: well, that certainly doesn't change. But Swansea does. Have Would you it? say over the last four years?
2: That's like a lifetime. Four appearances, three seasons, four appearances, three
1: seasons, even better. <laughs> and was it two, three years ago, and then one last month or last season?
2: I didn't look it up. That in, in depth. June or well, in May? <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I got this much. This <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> okay. Andy Carroll, number one option. Um, pu- uh, I, I, if when I do Sunday Monday slates, he is the first person on the on the team. Okay. Especially considering the price. Okay. Now, what do you have to think are you about? Taking this head game? to heads or... now. Now that I've given my <laughs> hot take, what, I, what 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 are you going to say about this game?
1: I think it's going to be scoreless. I think it's going to be disgusting to watch. There's nothing entertaining about it, and so don't even waste your time.
2: And tune in for Andy Carroll, eleven o'clock Sunday. Booking it right here you heard it here first I think this, anyway,
1: that game's gonna be such a downer after Watford Liverpool
2: can we get to the game of the weekend
1: sure it's actually next week
2: I hate it when your facts get in the <laughs> Monday December 21st technically next week Arsenal at home against Manchester City mm-hmm. this has the screaming of 0 0 I feel favorite. the same way uh, I feel like when the two when the big clubs get together they tend to not put on a good show yeah. They tend to put on a terrible show. A show that really degrades the, the quality of the Premier League in a uh glo- to the global audience. to the global audience. Yeah. Uh,
1: Sergio Aguero is a possibility, as is Vincent Company. Yeah. Company, I think, is the much bigger deal actually. I agree. If I remember correctly, I apologize for whoever tweeted this out and I forgot who it was, but Manchester City have yet to post a clean sheet without him this season. Which is pretty astonishing.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, Especially since I believe they paid £60 million combined for Otamendi and Mangala. Mangala looks like a total overpay at this point. Otamendi looks pretty good.
2: Yeah, but that's just the going rate of uh, elite central defenders. Overrated center back. Everything's an overspend. Look uh, look at David David Silva. Not David Luiz. David uh, David uh, yeah. They're all overpaid. Oh, yeah. to Mendy. Same thing. It's just the, it's just the going rate.
1: Yeah. But I agree with you. I think this is not going to be nearly as exciting. And so that kind of gives you, you know, I think people will still grab guys from this game in terms of,
2: yeah, well, you're probably going to have to,
1: that's what I mean. And so I think you can kind of take advantage of that. If you
2: Alexis, a possibility.
1: Yeah. Alexis is also a possibility. Um, but I still think that for the Sunday Monday slate, I could fill my forward spots with Igalo and Dini and be happy that I'm not having to pay up for Giroud or Boney or Aguero or Gomez or Carroll. Well, he's probably more expensive than Carroll, but or Benteke. Like, I, I'm more confident in Watford against Liverpool than I am goals out of this Arsenal Man City game.
2: Fair enough. Speaking of filling out slots on draft kits and on your teams, let's get to our daily dose. But first, tell the people about a special offer at rotowire.com for listening to this podcast.
1: For those of you who are not subscribers, we would like you to become one. But if you don't feel like paying for one right away, you can try us out for a free 10-day. You just go to rotowire.com slash pod, P-O-D, like in podcast, and you can get 10 f- uh, days free, no credit card required, and you can see everything that we have. There are a few things that we have for subscribers on the soccer side, um, specifically our projections and the ability to kind of play around with our lineup optimizer. Uh, if you use us for other sports and you've kind of heard of the lineup optimizer, you know, you can, pro- you can kind of churn out one lineup with it without a subscription. And then um, some of the features that we offer are, you know, locking in players or specifically taking some out. Like if you didn't want Bafatimi Gomis in there, you can... Pull them right out. And so um, the ability to do that is open for subscribers. So take your 10 free days, win some money this weekend, and then consider subscribing full time.
2: Yeah. You should take it as a, an investment towards a long term subscription. There you go. All right. Let's get to our DraftKings lineups, Andrew. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I'll start off with my goalkeeper and three defensive players. And le- and uh, I, I took Jack Butland
1: mm-hmm.
2: as the goalkeeper, because just why not? There's really not that much out there that's really good for the price. Uh, and then for my three defenders, Charlie Daniels from Bournemouth, first one on the sheet actually, considering he's only 2600 bucks. And then uh, Guillermo Varela at 2300 bucks for Manchester United. Um, I'll just close my eyes and hope he starts and hope that uh, that game is as ugly as I think it will be. Mm-hmm. And then Joel Ward mm-hmm. uh, for Crystal Palace. So I really do think that Crystal Palace and Stoke will be scoreless. I'm yeah. just take, taking opposite sides here. So uh, Joel Ward is 3200
1: I had Rudd in there at first. I was just about to say Paul Rudd. Uh, I had Declan Rudd in there thinking that United game was just ugly. Just a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, I switched out to Butland because I had a little more money, and uh, I thought getting that win bonus, I don't think Norwich actually wins at United, but I think Stoke may have the ability to win this. I think there's a better chance that Stoke wins at home than, than uh, Norwich wins on the road. So I had him. I had Varela also. Uh, I went on the other side of the Burnmouth um, defenders, and I took Adam Smith for twenty seven hundred. He has scored double digit points in three straight, so he is able to, he, you know, he gets multiple crosses and tackles and interceptions, all the good stuff. So um, I like that. And then I paid thirty one hundred for Patrick Van Anholt.
2: I thought about that. I, I strongly consider Van yeah. Anholt.
1: I think he's a horrible defender, but I'm not taking him for that reason. So I was more than. Happy to take him. Uh, my midfield, I currently have a $4,000 James McLean in that Burnmouth-West Brom game. And oh, I was a little, foreshadowing you I'm a little embarrassed, to be honest, but I was looking at the fact that he had 26 crosses in three games before his three-cross effort last week at Anfield. So if he starts, I, I will probably keep him in there and... Feel awful about it. I paid forty five hundred to feel a little bit better about Junior Stanislas Mm -hmm. in that same game. Um, One of my utility spots is taken up by Jan Mvila, who I love him. Yeah, I do. At thirty six hundred bucks is just so cheap. He had fifteen crosses against Watford last week, and for thirty six hundred bucks, like you're why why not? He had five interceptions.
2: That's because you know that's what you root for crosses. Yeah,
1: that's what it's come to. And then I paid 6600 for Willian.
2: Oh, man. I went big. I got Rian Mares, 8300 Hey, can you— There nope. is no yep. one who does what he does. Yep. He's a unique talent, and while he's riding this level of form, Everton are not exactly a brick wall at the back. So uh, it's— it, yeah, I it's think your
1: future center back you're talking about.
2: He's not going up against him. Yeah. <laughs> That's Jamie Vardy's job. Um, anyway— Jorginho Wijnaldum at 4,800. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great game for him. Yeah, uh, he scored all of his goals by the way at home, and this game is at home.
1: Yeah, I considered him. the The only reason why I, why I didn't go with him, I would have taken him instead of uh, Stanislaus is because his floor scares me.
2: Yeah, it, it scares me too. <laughs> but you know, you gotta take risks. Yes, sir. And I also have Junior Stanislas. Yep. Oh, there you go yeah you can't you, you can't avoid him yep. at this point 45 no they haven't caught on yet nope all right forwards i actually have 4 okay i have the two four cuz i didn't spend a lot of money on any of them really i have pedro from chelsea wow. i think he's going to play wow. it's a shocker i right know um i think he's going to play and i think uh he's one of those players that they're going to actually see what they bought wow okay We'll see. Uh, I could be dead wrong here, but I just
1: I think he plays. I'm just not sure. I,
2: it's on a hunch. Yeah. All right. Aruna Kone, because I think he's going to get involved, <laughs> just like I said before. Yep. He, and he's significantly less expensive than, than Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I also I doubled up. Actually, I have a lot of Lester and Everton in this. I have Gerard Delefeu, mm-hmm. who is he crosses, he assists, he does good things. Um, and he's technically a forward, but Mm he he actually plays as a midfielder. But I also, lastly, took Iosi Perez. I think he is going to play, whether it's out wide or it's directly up front. Mm -hmm. He's the most versatile of all the Newcastle forwards. I was
1: going to say, of those four, I I would be the most comfortable with him. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm
2: assuming you have three forwards. I do have
1: three forwards. Um, I strongly considered Connor Wickham at 3,800, but because— Yuck! Yuck! Because I have Jack Butland, I decided not to do that. Um, Wickham,
2: watch watch him score because he's facing like the best goaltender in the league.
1: Yeah, right. Wickham is goal dependent, which is a bummer because he doesn't get many goals. In fact, I believe it's a zero. So I passed on he's, him. He's,
2: he's as goal dependent as Patrick Bamford.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I passed on him and paid thirty five hundred for Boyan. So on the other side, hoping that some. Peripheral stats and maybe he's the one that clips one neck by Wayne Hennessy and gets Butland the one nothing win, and then I paid seventy nine hundred for Vardy and eight grand for Lukaku. So yeah. from that game, I took the two forwards, yep. hoping that I didn't have enough money for Mahrez I probably would have. Um, I'm two hundred bucks short for Mahrez as far as,
2: far, as far as I'm concerned, Mahrez is like two good players in one.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: I mean, you, you pay 8,300 and I think you get at least two, uh, two, two, uh, you know, production from two players worth 41 or $4,200. Yeah. At least
1: he's, um, yeah, he's awesome. I uh,
2: yeah, I think I, no matter what you pay, because I mean, on track, he's averaging over over 20 points, which yeah. is absolutely absurd. Yep. I think the next closest person is at like, I, yeah. I at
1: 17 and change.
2: Yeah. It's and that might
1: be the next highest.
2: Yeah. And uh, that's, his, that, that's his teammate. Right. Uh, and that's five points. That's a whole five points less. It's mm-hmm. just he's worth he's worth whatever the inflation is. Yeah. It, uh, anyway, another Good great w- another great pod, Andrew. Loving it. Nailed it. Lo- and I, I really do hope that everyone else has a less awkward gift exchange than I than I had <laughs> earlier this week. Uh, it was I, I'm still not exactly over it as I'm still not exactly over the sacking of Jose Mourinho. So I will watch this weekend in amazement in a little bit of depression and just overall malaise uh so on that note we will end this episode of the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast andrew as always it's been fantastic and hopefully we'll be talking a lot more over the holiday period Yes, sir. good luck everyone
0: thank you for listening to the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast for more great content visit rotowire.com slash soccer